Thank you for tuning in to the Dovision Experience Podcast. It's your boy, Frank Nitty, and I'm coming to you with a little different spin on it this week. I'm going to come to you talking to you about this show that I've been watching called The Shot. It's on season three. What I'll be doing is I'll be doing a nice recap of the episodes each Sunday when they're aired. I'll probably drop it out throughout the week once I watch the show. Kind of come to a conclusion, tell you about the things that I saw that kind of excited me, how I feel the show is going, some of the things that I think the show is going to need to improve on, some of the things I think they're doing good, and just overall recap of the episode because this show is something I think is kind of on a low. A lot of people are not just talking about it yet. Went to season three. I think it's a really good show. It has a really a good background. Um, it's feeling a shot. It's feeling in Chicago. Um, it's about the Chicago life and some of the things that kind of happening throughout. You know, just a, a black story that we kind of grow to love and we, we enjoy. And so. So I think it's going to be an episode or or a season that's kind of going to have to do a big turn because there were some big things that happened throughout the, the um, season two that now coming into season three that they got to fill some holes with. But all that's going to come throughout the episodes. Um, I haven't given a name yet, a name yet, but I'm still going to kind of like just do these episodes here and there periodically, just try to drop them throughout the week. And if you guys are actually watching the show, please let me know. Hit me up. Uh, hit my DM. Let me know if you're enjoying the show and some of the things that you enjoy about the show. Let's talk about it. Um, I, I, I just want to get it out there. So if you enjoy the show, hit me. Let's talk. Let's get on the phone. Let's talk. Let's get on some chats and whatever the case may be. But again, I'm just going to kick this off and we're going to just throw this out here. It's going to be an in-between the, the regular episodes of the podcast. So it's going to be just like a recap of the, sh- the shot. If you're watching it, let's do it. So I get to the I get to the episodes just like that. Thanks for sticking around. This is Dove Vision Experience Podcast. And like I said, this is going to be an in-between episode. We're going to recap uh, the season premiere of The Shy. If you're watching the show, then you are like me. You're excited to see that it came back, knowing that the things that happened in the offseason, what, what went down with the character Brandon and Jerrica, but what the real story was, the behind the scenes that was actually going on. We didn't really get the full story of what actually happened, but we know that there were some things that happened on set or during the filming that kind of put the character Jerrica at a, a, a bad place. And she didn't like the way that things were going and they had to basically let Brandon go. Um, she left the show because she wasn't feeling comfortable. We don't got, we don't, we never got the full story. We got Brendan, the, um, Jason Mitchell, he talked about it, but it never really he talked in circles on the Breakfast Club, but he never really just said exactly what happened. Of course, nobody's really going to tell us what happened. The creator, Lena Wave, she talked about it, but she talked about it like in a way where we didn't know exactly what happened because she was basically stating that she wasn't on set when things were going down because she was somewhere filming her other shows or other things that she has going in production. So we just didn't get a full story on what exactly what actually happened. We'll never, we never will. And that's okay. You know, that's her, that's her, her business. And, and she felt uncomfortable and she had to do what she had to do to get away from the show. And I respect that. And if you feel uncomfortable at your workplace and you kind of voice your opinion and nothing's being done, then you have to do what's best for you. And she stepped away from the show. With that being said, you know, the season three kicked off and we basically, we're back into the season of the shot. We had Brandon. He's, he was one of the main uh, characters on the show. You know, the show was kind of centered around him and Jerrica, the relationship and what was going on. He was a cook on the show and she was the, the lady who was next to him and doing the great things about the relationship, you know, going through their ups and downs. And, you know, like every other relationship would possibly have, you know, they have the great moments and they have the down moments. But it kind of shows you the real and the um, relationship and what happens with people and their growth and the things that goes on day to day. 
you know, Brandon was a big part of the show. He's going to be missed. But some of the things that I saw in episode one were because it had so many holes and so many things that we had to figure out what was going on. I thought the, the episode was kind of all over the place. I feel like they're going to at some point going to kind of narrow the show down because they have to find their way with their star being basically let go with two of the stars being let go or, or walking away from the show. They have to figure out how can they re um, adjust the show to kind of get the show to fill those holes because those guys had a lot of screen time on the show, especially Brandon. With him being away, they have to figure out who's going to step up and who's going to be that lead character. I think me personally, I think it should be Kevin. I think he should be the guy that they kind of focus the show around a little bit more. He, along with his friends, Jake and Papa, they, they have a nice dynamic that they can kind of help carry the show. I think because a lot of the other characters, they really didn't have any, um, they didn't really fill out the characters and the backstories and things like that. So it was mainly about Brandon and a little bit about Kevin and Jericho, which was his girlfriend. So we had a lot of information, a lot of backstory kind of built up with those guys along with other characters in the show and so with him being away you know that screen time has to be taken up by somebody and i think kevin is going to be the guy that could possibly do it because kevin was the the next guy next to brandon who was the, the probably had the most screen time uh, but i just felt a little weird about how they did the brandon situation they didn't really give us a full like breakdown of what happened and how they basically wrote him off the show so i'm assuming that the, he just things that's ended on a bad terms with them so they couldn't get a, another extra filming in they must have let him go immediately so they couldn't film um, a, a way of how to show him being rolled off the show they came into it uh, just a way that i've never seen somebody get um rolled off a show before they just basically had him in a casket in a funeral and so they didn't say oh this happened to him they didn't even explain how he died they just basically came where kevin was starting to show off he was watching his mom and her her significant other they were getting married he was at the he was at the wedding but he wasn't all the way in you can tell that his his mindset wasn't there and as the show continued to progress he basically left the wedding i mean left the wedding of his mom and he got on a bus and he went across town we was like what why would he leave a wedding in the at the beginning of the scenes of the of the first episode of season three but they then showed him actually the next scene they showed him at the funeral of his big homie brendan in a casket and it just made the it made everything just kind of weird like okay you go from a funeral to a i mean you go from a wedding to a funeral and it's the funeral of brendan's but we didn't get a recap on how he died so they didn't give us like say he he died because of you know he got caught you know he was about to snitch or he was in a gunfight or he got stabbed or just something they didn't give us they didn't give us anything to let us know that he was dead they just basically went to the funeral and he was in a casket with his photo that they brief they briefly showed a picture of so i think things just had to end on a bad turn where they just say hey how can we get this storyline wrapped up without having to film film uh, Jason Mitchell his, himself in the show. They say, okay, we'll just have a funeral for him in a, in the church with the casket closed, with a picture of him and his mom talking over his uh, talking at his um at his funeral. So I'm wondering, like, okay, that's a way of doing it, but that just felt very strange. So again, there's just some of those holes that they got to figure out how to how to fill in. You know, that had to feel that had to be a very heavy moment for for kevin to go from his mom's wedding to his homeboys you know his basically like father figure type big homie funeral with that day so that had to be a very much a, a very heavy weight on him to carry for that day to have happiness in one scene and then sadness in the next scene so me personally i don't know why they just didn't somehow just recast the role no, I know it would have felt weird, but just like anything else, we would have probably felt weird in the beginning, but we would have eventually got over it because we got over uh, Terrence Howard playing Iron Man, playing the, the sidekick to Iron Man in the first Iron Man. And then next next time, we next the next movie we see, we see Don Cheetah playing a role. And he's like, oh, whoa, what happened? 
But after a while, throughout that series and those movies, you know, Terrence Howard's kind of memory just kind of fading. We almost forget that he was the first, you know, guy, the sidekick of Iron Man, you know, in the movie, in the Marvel movies. So, you know, Don Cheetah became the person and then we just kind of just ran with it. And it's just what we, that's what we know now. And that, I think they could have did the same with the shot. I think they could have just somehow recast, recast the role and then just kind of kept the show going. But instead, they just decided to kill the role off. And then it just come to a hard stop on the show where it kind of leaves a lot of a uh, a lot of holes and you kind of figure out what a show gonna what a show is gonna go so that's that's a tough thing to do when you are a producer or a writer to kind of figure out where can we go from here with a, a sudden just cut of a character or two main characters all of a sudden and just kind of kind of make the show continue to go on so i think they just have to start building the show around other people giving other people opportunities because a lot of the a lot of the characters they didn't have a backstory so now they have to kind of go about building backstories for these kids and for these people these other people that are on the show especially for kevin they kind of talked about his dad and the things that he was his, his the things that he was going through in his life and you know so they have to kind of continue to build the backstories of a lot of more of the characters so the writers just have a have to do a, a, a better job and a stronger job of getting us a little bit more information and getting us more of that that bang that we saw in season one because season one was great Season two was okay, but it wasn't as good as season one. So sometimes you those shows like that kind of have that sophomore slump, so it has to grow. And we understand that shows grow, and we continue to grow with it. But now with these two main characters gone, what are they going to do? How are they going to transition the show to kind of continue to get, keep us watching and continue to see these characters arc and, and continue to get screen time for some of the people? Like me personally, I think Papa should get more screen time. He's basically Kevin's one of Kevin's best friends, he and Jake. And Papa is basically he just used for the comedic comedic value of the show. He comes in, he says, says a couple of his lines, but he doesn't have a backstory at all. They don't really talk about Papa when Papa's not around. He basically kind of kind of comes in as a recurring role here and there. He talks, have fun, he gets people to laugh in. He kind of has the wisdom of an old man, but he's a young kid. And I think that with him, Kevin and Jake, I think they can really push the show forward by highlighting more of the backstory between, you know, Kevin, Jake, and Papa. Because Papa, he's a he's a hidden gem on the show, and it doesn't seem like they found a way to you know use his skill set a little bit more than what they kind of do now they just kind of use him as the let me get a couple of jokes in kind of get the mood change the mood a little bit but he has that that it factor and we can see it on the on the screen i can see it on the screen if i can see it i know they should be able to see it but if they're not seeing it then they had to get somebody else in there to know what they're doing and writing these roles and writing these characters and developing these characters like that's a character that needs to be really developed out so you know i think kevin jake and papa they can carry the show if given the opportunity i know kevin's probably going to be pushed a little bit a little bit further you know with the stories because of now brandon and his girlfriend no longer on the show anymore so i think kevin has to be the guy that they kind of center the show around and continue to grow the show because you know reggie is dead which was jake's older brother you know and and, and with jake he was in a like a, a typical situation for a kid kind of born into a situation where his mama was a drug addict doesn't really know his dad well he doesn't know his dad because they never talk about it and reggie his big brother who's in the game who's in the game and kind of just you know doing what they do in chicago you know he's kind of the, the head he's like one of the head gangsters on the block he kind of doing his thing and but he's at the same time he's trying to shield shield his little brother from that lifestyle but it, but jake himself he still sees it day to day because he's living with reggie and reggie's doing everything he, he could possibly do to try to make sure that jake doesn't get caught up in that lifestyle you know he's still sitting make sure and jake going to 
school, but at the same time, Jake still sees him kind of hustling on the block, doing what he needs to do. He got, you know, got men's up, got got men up under him doing it, doing that dirt, kind of getting it, getting it out the mud type of situation where Reggie is kind of doing what he has to do to try to provide for him, him and his little brother, but at the same time, trying to make sure that Jake doesn't kind of follow in his footsteps. And we see this typical thing happening quite a bit and you know in in the in the hood it just happens you know you're kind of born in a situation where you kind of got to get it out the mud and then you have younger siblings where you got to you know protect them and you have to you have to help raise them because sometimes the the parents of the child are in you know dire needs and maybe in drugs or whatever the case they may be been a left or whatever the case may be you become that father figure and you try to do your best to raise you know the younger siblings but at the same time they're seeing you do you know hustling they're seeing you out on the block every day so that, that naturally kind of they, they gravitated to it. So you you kind of are what your what your environment is. It kind of that, that's kind of what makes you. If you're around it every single day, it kind of what draws you to it, and you kind of fall into that lifestyle. And so Reggie is trying to do the best he can, but unfortunately the streets catch up with you, and Reggie died. So now it kind of leaves you know Jake kind of out there in the wind. Like what are they gonna do with the character Jake? You know, is they gonna you know continue to put they're gonna put him in a foster home? You know, is somebody else gonna adopt him on the show? You know what's going to happen and those are the type of things that the character has to do the um the writers have to do for the character to, to uh, basically improve the character and build their backstory and show kind of where they come from but i'm not a writer i don't know i just kind of watch the show and i sh and i so i see what's kind of happening and i see the holes that they're having that's kind of happening but that was to be expected because of the two big characters being lost but you know they just have to tighten up the writing a little bit you know also another character on the on the show which is emmett you know he has an opportunity on the show to grow his character they kind of talked about his background a little bit more in season two where he comes from a situation where his mom and his dad was together and then his dad left dad has a couple of kids by a couple of other women and he was kind of sheltered by his mom but he really wasn't doing good he really wasn't just out trying to be productive he, you know he's just kind of hustling selling shoes you know had a girlfriend which was uh kevin's sister keisha i mean kevin's sister which is her name is keisha and he had a couple of you know baby mamas he was kind of moving around just not doing you know being sheltered by his mom so he just had that character that they really didn't quite flush out and now towards the end of season two he was kind of becoming more of a uh, a factor in the show he was kicking it with brandon he was on a truck but we knew that you know that that relationship had to grow in order for his role to continue to grow because they just kind of talked about him but they never really talked about his background and they never gave him a backstory so now with you know brandon and jerica gone they might can get kevin and papa and jake and then kind of also you know uplift image role because Emmett has now taken on the big brother or the big homie role of kevin you know he's out in the streets trying to hustle trying to get it out the mud himself you know because his dad wasn't really in his life and so his dad he basically kind of showed him you know how to live without a father and now he's gotten a little bit older and he's now has a couple of kids himself with a couple of baby mamas kind of like his dad you know you kind of are what you you are surrounded with or at some point in your life or if your dad kind of was one way it's kind of in your dna you kind of do that but, and that's kind of how they got the show written you know not necessarily how it happens in real life all the times but they kind of got the show written like that and so now that he's become a little bit older his mom kicked him out in season two he kicked it with his dad for a few days and he kind of saw how his dad was living with you know 
two of his baby moms and plus all the kids and his dad wasn't as soft on him as his mom was he was like hey look you gotta do it you're gonna work you're gonna live here you gotta work you gotta pay rent you gotta be a part of contributing to this household and he really wasn't with he really wasn't with that because his mom kind of sheltered him kind of gave him what he wanted he just kind of hustled for his shoes and got it on the side but now with his dad kicking him out and leading into season in in the season two and, and beginning of season three in episode one you can kind of see he's kind of out on his own, kind of doing his own thing. You know, he's actually trying to take over the catering business, which he is terrible at. He, he can't cook. So we've already seen him in season two where he basically burned down a kitchen. You know, they say his crazy thing. You go to a wedding and they have you catering it and you bring the food and the food so trash that they basically order pizza while at the the, at the reception that's how bad the food was he's not a cook that's not his thing and so he has to find some way to you know be a better hustler you know his his, his hustling his skills is about you know getting attention and you know doing social the social media part of it he's not necessarily the nitty-gritty kind of guy who can cook that's not his thing he even showed that part when he was with brandon like you know brandon was the cook Brandon can get a throw down in the kitchen and he couldn't. He kind of just was like the guy that was along with Brandon to kind of help him, help him along. And he was the guy to kind of help Brandon push his business forward and think different. Like, hey, I set up this social media. I can get us popping on the social. I can get us more clients. I can get us more customers. Let's go do this. Let's go there. He was the idea guy. He wasn't the cook guy. And with him being in the season three, you know, he has to continue to kind of figure out his way by not being able to be the cook guy, but being the hustler and kind of figure out a way to kind of grow his role and grow his and grow his character. And so I I think the writers can kind of figure out a way to kind of put uh push your story a little bit more along with kevin um because really you know you only see kevin's sister keisha you know she's basically tied to emmett and she's tied to kevin and she really doesn't have a backstory herself because they never really talked about it you know keisha's just kind of kind of got out there you know her they they kind of in the season two ending they talked about how their her her dad her, her and kevin's dad was sick and basically died and so that was the only thing they kind of showed about her her backstory and her back backstory her background or anything that kind of ties her to anything besides Emmett or Kevin you know because Emmett her him, Emmett in the seasons they were dating and kind of hooking up and things like that but then they eventually broke up and then when Keisha dad died she kind of went into this you know this shell and she was kind of depressed and then she started you know hooking up with her track or her track coach and which was you know the pedophile because he was a lot older than her and you know that situation went down where he got beat up and you know leading to season three she's just trying to figure out things and she wants to go to you know she has the opportunity to go to school but it's you know far away and she's not sure about herself just like a lot of the you know high school students they're not sure they've been in a situation for you know 18 years and they're not ready to just pack their bags and move away because they know the situation that their family is in and her brother's in so i can completely understand where she's coming from so they just have to continue to uh, continue to grow and continue to push her role and you know i think she can be a good you know character and show more screen time of her but the crazy thing about this is like how you gonna show more screen time for her when she does something that's crazy they write her as a situation where she's going to you know meet up with somebody while her mom and her her stepmom is basically away on a on their honeymoon for a couple of days and she's out going to hook maybe hook up or link up with somebody um across town and she's at a bus stop late at night at like 11 o'clock by herself and you can kind of feel and sense that something was going to go wrong and basically she gets snatched up and she's been she's disappeared for the, at the end of the first episode so we don't know how that's going to pan out and what that's going to turn into but as of now that's basically got her off the screen so that then that, that kind of pokes another hole into the situation like if you hey if you're going to build out these roles you need to have the people on the screen and not just getting snatched up 
you know another character on the show which is running he was the guy who basically saw her prior to her leaving so they kind of set it up like like running could have possibly you know snatched her up and but i don't think he can do that because he was basically just like the drunk guy who who had ptsd and they kind of a season two kind of went through his story and the things that he was going through and you know how he went to war and he came back and he just constantly was you know dealing with the ptsd instead of having to see you know somebody with a specialist and therapist and talking to somebody about it he basically just started drinking and you know he's drinking more and he's becoming a drunk and he's you know he was the guy that kind of set off the episode one in in, in the shy he was the guy with, like the focal point who killed brandon's brother and so that really tied the tie him uh, tie him to kevin and 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 uh brandon because you know kevin saw what happened and that basically tied the whole thing together for the first season of the show and now they're, they're brandon's basically gone off the has been taken off the show and then he's not necessarily tied to brandon anymore or kevin anymore they have to figure out what they're going to do with him because he's still on the show but then when he comes on the screen he kind of kills the mood for the show move for the show because he's he's so much of a you know a downer when he's on the screen because you know he's having such issues with you know he his grandmother just passed away he's you know he's, he's drinking a lot and he just kind of kills the mood so you know in season two they kind of talked about his you know his pops was a guy who uh, was across the street from him his entire life that he never knew that was his well he knew that was his dad but he lived across the street from him in his entire life and never interacted with him so in the end of season two he kind of they kind of show that he went and met up with his pops as his pops was a little bit older and sick and so they kind of did that and and then season one i mean season three episode one they don't really talk about that. They just kind of lead into the situation where him still being the drunk guy in the block. I thought he was going to kind of get his life together when he was meeting with Common, but that didn't pan out. They kind of just had Common on the episode like one or two times, maybe three times, and then all of a sudden he just vanishes. You don't even see anything else from Common. So that was a, a, a situation where I think they could have interjected Common into that storyline with Running and kind of helped build that out, but the, the writers chose not to go that direction. So um, we don't know where they're going with the 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 role for running but i think he still has a place on the show because he's still kind of somewhat tied to everybody just by the situation that happened in season one that first episode so he's going to continue to have a role on the show and as we see in episode going moving forward we see in season three episode one we see duda the guy who's basically the head you know the head uh, gangster in charge on the um the side of town where everybody kind of looks up to him because he's basically you know he's slinging bricks at night and then in daytime he's shaking hands kissing babies and all that good stuff because he's trying to run for some type of office and he's trying to take his underground hustling business somewhat legit in the daytime by you know doing new real estate deals and trying to run for different political offices and stuff like that so you know he's trying to you know change his you know image and trying to do the things that he's trying to do but at night but when the nighttime comes he's still you know slanging them bricks and doing all this you know hustling on the side so you kind of see that happening and as episode one we figure out that he basically you know adopted jake you know the brother of uh, reggie who you know who got killed in the end of season three spoiler alert if you haven't seen season two you know spoiler alert so you know reggie passed away and then now we have now we have Red, we have a uh, dude who basically you know bought jake from his mom for like five thousand what we find you know so like we, we bought him like how, how could you sell how could you basically sell your kid or you know things like that so we see 
things are progressing with Duda because he's the he has a piece of joint. He was basically working with Brandon. He was um, trying to be you know interject money and trying to funnel money through you know Brandon's business and interject him a new truck and trying to get his business off the ground. But at the same time, he was using the truck to try to you know hustle and make money and hide money and things like that. So this season, I think it's going to have a lot of potential to you know to get better and continue to grow but we they do have to fill in those holes and kind of build those again i say build it build those backstories and get more you know female um characters on the show it's like a really male driven show right now you know we uh, um jerica which was brandon's girlfriend she was a very good you know piece to the puzzle on the show because her character was really you know in depth and she had um she had a good family you know she was you know you know trying to work with brandon kind of showing him the way you know she was you know then making a turn when their relationship were kind of going bad and she was trying to go use her 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 hustling skills and kind of get into the political realm and so she had a lot of uh, light on the show and now that she's gone they have to do more of a a character build out because for women i think there has to be more women on the show that if the show it wants to continue to thrive and get better because it's like a really male driven show and you know sometimes you need you need ladies on the show to kind of give that different perspective and you got to have both audience male and females watching the show in order for the show to continue to get those numbers and continue to get more um seasons so you go from season three to season four but if the show is not you know have a, a female presence on the show then women are not going to watch the show because it's just going to be a shoot up bang bang show and women's gonna uh, gonna tune out and it's not gonna be something for them and so that's how you not that's how you go about not getting a a um, extension for another season because basically these guys are working just like the rest of us you know it's just not they might not be clocking in at a nine to five but they are writing and they are acting because that's their job and so they're writing and acting to try to get you know green lit for an, another season because they want to keep that paycheck coming they want to continue to create their art and they want to continue to get their message out there so I think they just have to continue to, you know, add more, you know, females and add more ladies and and get their perspective and get their character built out. Because right now we only have a couple of characters, which is Keisha. You know, you have uh, Emmett's girlfriend and then you have the mom of Emmett. You have you have Emmett's mom and then you have Kevin mom. And now that she's not married to her, her partner and you have her. And so they have other ladies sprinkled here and there. But it's just not, you know, not enough ladies to have a full presence on screen. And of course, I forget they I talk about they have another young lady um, that's like around Kevin's them age, which is Maisha, who has a presence on the show, has good screen time where she comes in and kind of gives a little bit of that show her struggle of coming up in, in Chicago as well so they have a little bit there but I think they they have enough to make a good show or great make a good show great they just have to write it to make it great you know they have to use sit in those sit in those rooms and they have to brainstorm how they want the show to go and continue to push that message out so with that being said i really hope you guys appreciate this uh recap of season three episode one of the shy again i'll continue to kind of put these episodes out here in between the episode in between the, the original podcast so it's be like some extra content for you guys um i'm talking about this because again it's something i like to watch and i like to watch you know good shows and good well-written shows and i think this has the potential to be one of those great shows um, um in the future because right now you know they're in season three and the characters are still growing and that's when what makes a great show you know you have a good season one you know okay season two season three is going to be i think it'll be great and 
and it's going to continue to grow. And I think they can get, you know, at least four or five or six seasons. You know, Power was kind of, you know, something similar to that. You know, Power had a good season one and then season two. And then we were kind of worried, are they going to get season three? And then it kind of once we kind of got hooked on the show, then the, the popularity of the show grew. And then now they spent it off for like four or five or six different shows. So who knows what could happen from this show? You know, I think it has a good potential. You know, it's written by and created by Lena Waithe by a lady. So we want to continue to have have those you know presence in that in that space and we want to make sure that these things continue to thrive and do good so with that being said i go ahead and wrap up this episode i really appreciate you guys checking out this you know if you like this content you want to hear more of this let me know um with that being said it's your boy frank nitty and i'm out I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to grab some merch, canvas prints for your home or office, or see the full-length video from this episode, please visit DoVision.com. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at DoVisionSF. Also, send me an email of someone you'd like to hear on the podcast at DoVisionSF at gmail.com. Also, please join the DoVision Club at Patreon.com forward slash DoVision for early access to the content and some of the behind-the-scenes look of some of the episodes that I create. While you're listening, don't forget to hit, hit the subscribe button and comment on the podcast as well as my YouTube channel and turn on those post notifications so that you'll be notified each and every time I drop a new episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, collaboration over competition. Until next time, this is your boy Frank Nitty, and I'm out.